0: Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Thank you. We just magnify your name. Hallelujah. You're just so good. You're just so good. And you're so good to me. Hallelujah. We magnify your name tonight, Lord. We magnify your name. We magnify your name. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody in here tonight, you, you, you need some answers. There's some direction in a specific area of your life that, that you need. And it affects whatever this, this is. Affects more than just you by yourself. It affects someone else. The answer is already there. You, you, it's there. You just need to dig down just a little bit. Down in your heart where that answer comes from. Just dig down a little bit. And just pull it up. It's there. It's there. And whatever he tells you to do. Whatever direction he gives you. You can do that. You're well able. You're equipped to do that. Stop thinking that it's going to be hard because you already have an idea of what you need to do. Stop thinking that it's hard because it's not hard. I can do all things. I can do all things. You don't sing a song like that by accident on a night like tonight. Somebody needs to know I can do all things. I can do all things. And there's nothing too hard for God. And he's made it so that it's not too hard for you either. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, we just thank you. Thank you that you're so good. You always, always meet us where we are. Providing the answers, supplying the need, no matter what it is. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We just bless your name tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, God is good, isn't he? Amen. Hallelujah. You got something, Pastor? Hallelujah. Well, you can be seated. Nice to come in on a Wednesday night and get get hooked up to the power source, isn't it? Amen. Sometimes that's what we need, a recharge. And that's what coming to church is supposed to be all about, getting filled up. Or getting a recharge, whichever it is you find yourself in need of. Hallelujah. But God is good. Amen. Well, last week, how many of you know what we talked about last week? More. Well, guess what we're gonna talk about tonight? More. <laughs> As I was sitting in service on Sunday morning, it just came to me that we just didn't seem like we were done with the more. You know, the more we've been talking about has, you know, there's there's more on both sides of the fence. It's just it's not just spiritual things, and it's not just natural things. God wants us to experience more of his blessing and his abundance in every area of our lives. You know, and he wants us to bless us naturally, you know, and and physically and emotionally and financially. And when we're blessed with more in those areas, we're a bigger blessing to the world that we come in contact with. Could be our immediate family, could be just anybody. But there's just, there's there's a, a wide field that we can apply the word more to. You know, last week we were talking about, about just not settling for, for just what you had in 2018. Don't, don't settle for that. You know, if it was a banner year, just bless God, there, there's even more out there. You know, if it wasn't just kind of a mediocre year, there's more out there. If it was a terrible year, well, all you got to do is a little bit more, it's going to seem real good you know but but there's levels of more you know and and just because you know god put something on your heart in an area of more that doesn't necessarily cog, doesn't just coincide with somebody else's more you know what i'm saying you know more for me is different than more for you you know we are not always we god's not put a standard up here that we're all trying to get to you know for for god it's just it's just us looking at it as more In our individual lives, more of whatever he's dealing with us about, more taking their more territory. Last week we read the scripture over in um, Isaiah fifty-four. It says, "In I think did we read this? Isaiah fifty-four enlarge the place of your tent." You know, sometimes we get to a place where we're so satisfied with where we are, this is, this is good enough, this is fine, I'm, I'm comfortable here, but he's telling us, enlarge those places, start seeing something bigger than what you've seen before, you know, it could be, it could be in financial areas, it could be in a business sense, it could be in a family sense, maybe somebody's looking for a, for a, a spouse, well, that's more, I mean, that is lots more, isn't it, Mark? You had a banner year in that aspect, didn't you? Yeah, you know, and and what a great thing that is. There are so many avenues that God wants to put blessing in our lives, and and you know, He just can do so much, so much more abundantly than what we can even talk about sometimes, than we can even comprehend. But the thing about it is, when you change your attitude and you change your, the way you think about it, and you change. You change some things, you know, then you're open to him showing you what that more is. Sometimes we just don't have a clue. I mean, I, 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 I don't know what, you know, everything's fine. You know, I, 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 Lord, you know, show me some more. He'll show you what more looks like. If you're open, he'll show you. He, he'll show you that. Here's where you are, and though it's not a bad place to be, there's more down Here. You can have this. You can do this. You can be this. There, there's, there's something. You know, and really, it all comes down to growth. I know PG started a series. We could go on a Sunday night about spiritual growth, growing in God. And you know what? That really is what more will do for us. Just growing in God will, will bring us into a place of more. In every area of our lives. So, you know, just let me just try to figure out where I'm going here with this. I mean, at the end of the service last week, we talked about more in, in different places. Like more expectation, yeah. More prosperity, more health, more faith, uh, m- more of a blessing to others. Uh, being able to bring the, what's in us to others. The supply that we have, bringing it out in a, in a better way. More focused on the things of God. You know, eternity. Natural things are wonderful, and he wants us to enjoy those natural things and the natural things of life. But there are eternal things that are of so much more importance. Um, In everything he brings into our life of a material nature, there is a way to use those things in a way that brings more glory to him. More glory to him, I'm telling you. Uh, and so it's not just a it's not just a, an ends and a means by itself. It's it's really to, to put us in a place of being able to be more and do more for someone else and for the kingdom of God. Uh, more determined to move in the spirit, more determined to pray, more determined to be better responders. Tonight, you know, was a good opportunity to practice responding. Yeah, it was. It was. Because when the Spirit of God's moving in a in a particular service, you know you you want to go where He wants you to go, and and sometimes you go well, you know I you know I'm just, it's Wednesday, (laughs) you know I've been at work all day. No, there's your opportunity, to respond. You know, it could be just praising God. It could be taking a lap around, you know. It could be dancing. It could be a lot of things. But just learning to respond to what the Spirit of God is doing on the inside of you to get more comfortable with it, to get more familiar with it, and then to be more active in our responding to it. Um, More fruit from our testimony. I don't think I even, I don't know if I really covered this last last week but you know there are times when when you you, you know you're living a life a godly life in front of people and you don't see that it's really doing anything you don't really see that it's having an effect on people but it is and so maybe this is a year to pray that you see you see actually see more of the fruit of the testimony that your life is to people um I had somebody tell me, and, I, and I'm not going to say their name because I'm not sure if, if he told this already to very many people. So I just won't use the name, but he said that they, they're they in a family situation where, you know, a spouse's relatives or none of them serve God. And for years, I mean, since ever since they've been married, um, no one has ever said the blessing over a meal when they're together. I mean, they, that's just not something they do. And this Last Thanksgiving, uh, the patriarch of the family said, as they began to eat Thanksgiving meal together, said, wait, why don't we have so-and-so bless the food? And it was like, they just just like, oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. It has been working. You know, this is a year for us to see more of how it's working, of the effect that it's having on people. Because it is. Sometimes I know we, we just kind of have a tendency maybe to get a little discouraged. You know, because you think, you know, is it, is it doing anything? I mean, is it making an impact on anybody? Listen, it is. You know, so, Lord, this year, I, I, I want to I see it come into manifestation. I want to see it, you know, the, some effect that's had. And that, that was a little thing, but you just don't know that the, the crack is open. There is light coming through a crack now. You know, and so when you see you're just like on a dam, you know, when that first crack happens in the dam and water starts seeping through it, it won't be long before the floodgates open. You know, so that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for some floodgates to open in people's lives this year. There's been some cracks made. There's been some there's been some territory taken. But let's 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 believe God for more, for the for walls and people's lives to come down and the barriers that they've put up to the to the things of God, you know, just go. You know, in a flood of the Spirit of God that has been in there, that's been evident, evidently working in their lives for all this time. Um, more opportunities to reach out to others, more influence in the world we're sent into. Expecting more from services. Who came in expecting something tonight? It helps. It helps. It makes a difference. It. Ha- if you knew the kind of day I had, you would. I, it's amazing that I'm standing in this pulpit tonight. But but it's just been one of those kind of crazy days where my, I've been divided, my attention's been divided for a lot of things, and yet I knew I needed to be talking about more tonight. So I'm just expecting God to do his thing and help me do my thing. And my thing is just, to, is just to do what he tells me to do, so that's what I'm doing. You know, it just, so, you know, I want you to just look back on your life. You know, if you're in a place where you're just kind of wondering, well, you know, I don't really see much more in my life. Look back. Some of you don't have to look but a few weeks back to see that God is is doing more in your life. Some of us may have. If you just keep going back and going back and you you get a good picture in your mind of what life was like a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago, twenty years ago, and where you are today, you could see a flood of more that has come into your life. Wow. God wants to take you a lot further than you've already come. There is so much out ahead of you that you you just you just can't even begin to imagine what he's got in mind for you. It's a good thing he doesn't always tell us what that more is because we have to walk out some things. Really, Jesus, I believe, is probably the only person who's ever walked in the fullness of the more that God intended for his life on earth. He got there quick, but he got there by studying the Word. He got there by finding his his purpose, his destiny, and his assignment in the Word. And he walked in the fullness of what God had destined him to have and to be and to do. We need to get to that place where we're walking in a bigger revelation, in a bigger, more revelation of what God has put us on this earth to do. You know, when when you were born, you already had an assignment. You already had an assignment. And in every step of your life, every day of your life, is leading you closer and closer and closer to that assignment if you're walking in the Spirit, if you're walking in the things of God. There are people out there who will never give their lives to the Lord, and there are even Christians who will not follow the plan of God for their life, and they will never experience the purpose that God put them here for. But we can change that because with every desire... Comes, should come in determination, and I like that word, Deborah, determination. We need to have more determination to be and to do and to see what God wants us to see because experiencing more is going to be a choice. If you're going to experience more, it's going to, it's going to be a series of choices to get to that more. Um, you know, we sing a song right here, I'll go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll say what you want me to say. We don't mean that. I'll go where you want me to go. Well, go to church next Sunday night. (laughs) No, 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 I got something else to do. Super Bowl's going to be on. Yeah, I'll do what you want me to do. Go talk to that lady over there in the grocery, in the uh, produce No, I'm not doing that. I'll say what you want me to say. Nope, I ain't. Nope, no, 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 no. They don't like me. I'm not saying that to them. You know, we, we sing that, that kind of a song, and we really got no business singing it unless we mean it. It's just lip service. If we're not really going to go where he wants us to go, if we're really not going to do what he wants us to do, if we're not willing to say what he wants us to say, where are we going to get more? Where? Where? Because more is, is going to involve multiple choices every single day. Every day. And it's the little choices of life that will lead us to the big choices. It's not, it's, more doesn't come as a result of big choices. It comes really as a result of all the little choices that got us to the big choice. And so many times you see people just making small decisions that change the course of their lives. They have no idea what those big choices could have been because they never made it to the big choice. They got stumbled and held up over a little choice. But every choices, choice in our life will either lead us into more or lead us into less. It will either be lead us into benefits or it'll lead us into consequences. You know, and God wants the, wants us to have the benefits of all that He's provided for us. He wants us to walk in that more. And there's, you know, sometimes we need to stop and realize the more lies on the other side of the right choice. How many times, you know, in the Old Testament, you know, did did, well, like for instance, Joshua said, Choose you this day. Whom you'll serve. Choose. Oh, I think it was Deuteronomy says, I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose. But choose life. He tells you what choice to make. It's an open book test. He tells you the answer. But we need to choose the right thing. And, and, and the benefits, the, the ultimate goal, sometimes God will show you the end result but he won't show you what it's going to take to get there. And sometimes he just tells you the next step. You don't really know where it's headed, but you just need to choose to make the next step. But always those choices are leading to someplace more, more. When Abraham was told to get up and get out, to leave your whole family, to go to someplace I will show you, what did he do? Well, God, you tell me where we're going first. No. He got up. He made a choice to get up and pack his stuff up and start moving. You know, every journey starts with the first step. It starts somewhere. It starts with the first step. If you're going to walk into that land of more, you're going to have to walk it out step by step. It's like a staircase. You're not going to get to this top, to the next floor until you take the next step. And some people think, because these guys with long legs, I see them sometimes when they go up these steps, they'll take two or three in one step. Short-legged people can't do that. But they'll take two steps, you know, instead of going each one. But in the things of God, you've got to take each step. You can't skip steps if you're going to get to the place he wants you to be at. You have to do one at a time in the order that he tells you to do it in, to get to that place of more. Then there was uh, the children of Israel. Well, we're going to take you to a land that flows with milk and honey. Well, did they really know where they were going? They had to get up and start moving. They had, they had to go. And so they had to take those steps. They get out in the desert, things don't look so great. Suddenly we got no water. Suddenly we've got nothing to eat. Now we're whining and complaining. You know, now we've got a big body of water in front of us and an enemy coming fast on our heels back here. It didn't look like they were headed to anywhere but destruction. But God had more out there waiting for them. They had to trust God. You know, God will take you some places in some steps. And tell you to do some things, then it looks like you're not making any headway at all. You're just putting yourself in a bigger mess. I mean, I mean, after all, the children of Israel got to the place where they were saying, "Listen, we could go back to we go back to Egypt. We go back. We go back there. You know, and we we knew we knew what that was. We were familiar with that. We knew what to expect. Let's just let's just go back. Yeah. And sometimes I've done that myself. I don't want to step out in this area. I don't want to do this. Let me just hang back here. Let me, let me just kind of go back here and just do what I was comfortable with and what I knew, what, what I was just okay with. Just let me do that. That's not where God's got the more. He's got more out ahead of you, not behind you. And to get into more, you got to leave some old things behind. you got to forget about some old things. You gotta let go of some old things. And some people don't want to let go of the old, they want to drag something that's dead along behind them. When God tells you to go somewhere else to take a next step into another territory, He's telling you to leave that stuff behind because that's now dead to you. And yet we're gonna we're gonna try to put a string and a rope around our ankle and drag that thing with us. That's not the plan. He wants you to leave it back there and just look forward to what he's got for you. Maybe you don't see the whole picture. It's okay. God's got you. Maybe you don't know everything. That's okay. He'll tell you when you need to know. That's what faith, that's what walking by faith is all about. When he tells you, you do it. And you don't do anything till he tells you. It's faith. And when he does tell you and you start to go, I can't, you need to clamp your hand over your mouth And and say, oh, no, I'm not saying that. Never say to God, I can't. You better not say, I don't want to. (laughs) Because really sometimes when we say, I can't, what we're really meaning is, I don't want to. But don't do that. If he's telling you to do anything, it's because he knows he's equipped you to do it. The equipment is already in you. The ability is already in you. You can do what he asks you to do because he's already given you the ability to do it. So you don't have to be afraid of that. Now, there are times, I have to admit, I find myself taking a deep breath and going, okay, you know, and then you move. You do that. There will be people in your life that God will use to help you get into the more. They will encourage you, they will challenge you, they'll push you. You ever had your you want to have your love walk expanded and somebody comes into your life who pushes you into your love walk a little bit more? And you don't look at them necessarily as a blessing. But when the situation all calms down and you find out that you, you have excelled in this area, of this love walk area, you go, oh, that was a blessing after all. You know, there's been a joking you know, about how, well, how did it go? Something about, oh, how some, maybe somebody, they kept you on your knees or something. It's kind of a joke. Listen, it's really not a bad thing. It all depends on how you look at it. And that's a lot of times how it depends on how we look at it. The things that God asks us to do. Do you look at it as a problem or do you look at it as a challenge? Do you look at it as an opportunity to see God work in your behalf? To use you to work in a situation that's a difficult situation? When you when you find yourself as a, as a vessel being used in difficult situations. I, I found myself in that place years ago. We were at Raymond working in, in a doctor's office. When you've got five doctors... And they've all got their individual nursing staff there. And you've got a front office, you know, receptionist people. And you've got a business administrator. There's all kinds of people that work in this office. There come some challenges, you know, in a place because people are people, you know. And, and if you've got more than one person in a, in a business, you're going to have some challenges at times. And yet there were times when, you know, I found myself being challenged in some areas but at the end of the time I worked for them, which was only like nine or ten months, at the end of that time that I worked for them, I could look back and see how much I had grown. That those situations that seemed so difficult that I found myself in caused me to grow. And in growing, I had more than I ever thought I could have. Spiritually speaking, naturally speaking. I mean, I just walked through these difficult situations and found myself with a huge pay increase, and, and, the, and in fact, as the business manager says to me, don't let anybody see your paycheck. They don't need to know what you make. And I'm going, yes, sir, got no problem with that. I'm good. You favor. God wants to put you in places of more favor in all those places. And sometimes you, you will accomplish getting more favor by rising to the challenges on a job by rising up through a difficult situation. You know, you find yourself in, over here in, in classes, you know, in college, that seem difficult, and you don't want it, and you're tempted to drop out about two or three weeks into it because you got this professor who is like an absolute, mm no, don't want to deal with them for a whole semester, no. And yet you feel like you need to stay. And in the difficulty of that staying, you become a testimony. You grow spiritually because you have passed the test. And when you come out of that class, you are at a place of more. You know, for all of us, we find ourselves in situations where just stay with it. Just stay with it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how difficult it is. You know where you're supposed to be. You just rise to meet the challenge. And when you're done, you will see how much more growth you have you'll see how far God has brought you in all of that. You know, it just, sometimes you don't realize how much little things, you know, in in little situations will cause more abundance to come into your life as well as more favor. Uh, Jesus himself, you know, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he goes, Lord, you know, if, if there's any way to do this, if there's any way to do this except what I see in front of me, Please let this cup pass from me. And yet, he said, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And sometimes to get to that place of more, can you imagine how Jesus must have felt? And it didn't look like he was getting to a place of more. But now he is more highly exalted. Today he is more than a conqueror. He's made us more than conquerors. Today, he is more to more people. Back then, when he walked this earth, he was the more only to a few people. I mean, he was more. There were multitudes, yes, who came to him, and multitudes that were healed, multitudes that he personally laid his hands on, multitudes he looked in them in the eyes and blessed them. But now that he's ascended on high, He's led captivity captive. And now he's more to millions and millions and millions and millions. You think of all the people who have lived on this earth since he went to the cross. And all the people who have received him as Lord and Savior. He's experiencing the more that he could have passed up. He had an opportunity to pass it up. You'll find yourself in places where you have an opportunity to pass some things up just because it's hard. Stay with it. Stay with it. There's more on the other side. I promise you. There's more. And it comes as spiritual blessings. It comes as material blessings. It comes as emotional blessings. It it comes in every possible way of being more. Paul... Can you imagine the things that Paul endured? He went places where he was warned, don't go. And yet he made choices because there was more for him. He wrote so much of what he wrote in jail. In jail. I mean, let's face it, it's not, it's not the Alachua County Jail. Watchwood County Jail may not be wonderful, but it's not the kind of... I mean, that looks like the Taj Mahal compared to what Paul found himself in. And yet, because he willingly went where God said he to go, and it looked like the consequences of following God put him, landed him in horrible places, prisons. Yet what came out of the time he was in prison? You and I are enjoying the more. We're enjoying the more that Paul provided for us. And Paul is enjoying from heaven seeing us walk in the more that God gave him to give to us. Isn't that a blessing? God will give you more so that you can bless somebody else with more. And then you come back and you see the more that's in their life. And you know it's a direct result of what God did through you because you were willing to do what it took to get to the more. Hmm. I don't know. It just it just kind of keeps ringing. You know, there's more. There's more. There's more. There's more. Hallelujah. You know, in Joshua 24:14. Um let's let's go let's go over there real quick. Um, just want you just to see this just little phrase. Leviticus Exodus, numbers Joshua. There we go. Joshua 24 Josh was talking to these people. I think Pastor's the one who was using this on uh, Sunday morning, and it just, just, just struck me. And, and in verse 14 of chapter 24, the phrase, serve him in sincerity and in truth. And I have written in here, I don't, I don't know if this is another translation, but it says, not half-hearted. Not half-hearted. For us to walk in more, we're not going to be ha- we're not going to be able to be half-hearted about it. You know, there are times you know when you get to a place where you're enjoying more than where you were, but it's not where God wants you to end. And yet, when we get to that place, sometimes we become half-hearted about it. It's like we're not really interested in keeping on going to where He's got us going. You know, I kind of liken that to diets. You know, you have a goal of I'm going to take 25 pounds off. And you get to 15, and man, that's a huge difference. I mean, the clothes are, I'm down two sizes, and, and this is great, da 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 And what do you do? You give up on the other 10. Become satisfied halfway. Don't get halfway to a goal that God puts in front of you and then decide to become half-hearted about it. You know, there are people who believe God for a, for a spouse, and they want, they, want, they want somebody, you know, that who's born again and, and, and spirit-filled and who love God and who serve God and who know what it is to believe God, what, what faith is all about, knows what victory is all about. And then they get somebody that, that comes into their life who's born again. Hmm. That's not the more God intends. If you set out with goals in mind of anything, especially where it might be coming like with a spouse or something like that, God gives you the parameters for that person he wants to bring into your life so that you'll recognize them when they come. Don't settle for less than what he intends for you to have because the more he intends for you to have will not come with that person. If you settle, it won't come. It won't be there. It'll never be there. See, that's why I go back to James where it says, let patience have her perfect work. Patience has a perfect work. And if we'll be patient, we will find ourselves at the very perfect answer, the exact God set out for us to have not anything less do you want less? no then when God gives you a goal when he gives you you a, a description of something he wants you to have don't settle for less than exactly what he told you exactly what he told you I go back to the, our year at Rama. You know, pastor was making $10 an hour in 1979. That seems like not big money to anybody, but if you were there in 1979, that was big money. And we, you know, rented our home out. We, had, we owned a home in Jacksonville, our very first home. We rented it out to somebody. A lovely young lady worked for an attorney. We rented it out. She was covering all that. She was going to cover the, you know, rent, utilities, all that kind of business. Everything was taken care of we knew going to oklahoma that we had rent to pay in an apartment and we knew we'd have to pay some child care for pastor Gray because he was not old enough to go to school so the deal was pastor's going to go to school in the mornings he's going to pick up little little greg at, when he gets all, out of school at noon and he's going to be mr mom the rest of the day till i get home from work i'm going to work i haven't worked in 5 years i'm going to get a job and I have to make at least five dollars an hour. Now, in Oklahoma back in those days, the going minimum wage was what a dollar. Well, My mate was maybe it was two dollars, two dollars and something. I mean, I, I knew five dollars just seemed a little extravagant for o- Oklahoma. Cost of living supposedly was less there than it was here. So anyway, I, we knew that we 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 knew what our bills were, and there were had no car payments. Car was paid off. All of our bills were paid when we went out there. We knew we had to have. $5 an hour for me to make for us to do this. And still we were going to have to believe God. I mean, because this was just, this was barely going to cover what we needed to cover. And if anything else came up, there wouldn't be anything to cover it. So we were going to have to believe God. So over the course of the next three weeks or so, I'm looking for a job. It doesn't look like the job's coming. He tried working. We knew that was wrong. So we went back to, to plan A, which was God's plan. And, and I had an opportunity to, to work for a doctor's office making like 386 dollars an hour. Well, by this time, it's three and a half weeks in. Money is what money we brought with us to tie this over till we got a job was dwindling quickly. And I was so tempted to take that job. In fact, another RaMA student that was there at the same time we were says, you just need to take that job and believe for the increase. And I'm thinking, no, I can't do that. I just can't do that. I mean, I, we, had, we had things we had lined up. It has to pay at least $5 an hour. It has to be close to Rama. It has to be a Monday, you know, it not, not shift work. It has to be in a doctor's office. Uh, I mean, I had all these things. So this job presented itself that was in a doctor's office. It was on the way to Rama, and it didn't pay as much. Tempted to take it, tempted to take it, real tempted to take it. My children need to eat, Lord. My children have to eat. Decided not to. Week and a half later, I just, God just supernaturally just led me into the job that I wound up with. Just down the street from Rama, in a doctor's office, they offered me $5 without me even asking. I mean, listen, patience has a perfect work. And I loved that job. They loved me. They tried to talk me into sending him home to Florida without me. <laughs> just let him go. You just stay here. You just let him go. I said, I can't do that, obviously. But I loved it. But God led me into more in that job. And that more came, you know, as, as, as I just walked it out, more came. And, and before, before long, I was come the first of the year. I mean, I started with him in like September. Come the first year, I was making $7 an hour. Unheard of. Unheard of. Nobody could believe it. Listen, God's got something perfect. Do not settle. Settle on the fact that I'm going to walk in the exact more he's promised me, and I won't take anything less. Whether it's a job, whether it's a spouse, whether it's you know a class, no d- d- favor is mine. You know, and I'm and I'm gonna walk, I'm going I'm determined. I'm gonna walk it out until I actually see the exact thing that God put on my heart to have. The exact thing, not partially. Don't settle. Do not settle. Sometimes it's just a matter of putting ourselves in the in the right position in our heart, you know? And what am I willing to do? If you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Sometimes we have to get willing. And sometimes you have to get obedient. And sometimes we, better put, we have to put them together at the same time. Because sometimes I was willing and not obedient. And sometimes I was obedient but not willing. They, they must work together. So sometimes it's just a matter of, the, of, of heart. Sometimes it's just a matter of our thinking. We talked about the way we think last week. Do you see yourself being able to do this? Do you see yourself accomplishing this? Do you see yourself having this? You need to see it because that's what God sees. You need to see what he sees, what he said about you, what he said to you. And your choice to pursue the more affects more than just you. It has more to do with with this world than just you. Your children need you to walk in more. Your spouse needs you to walk in more. Your family, your extended family, they need you to walk in more. Your job needs you to walk in more. Your employees need you to walk in more. Your employer needs you to walk in more. Your school needs you to walk in more. Your church needs you to walk in more because where this church is going, God's got more for us, but it takes all of us walking in the more individually for us to get into the more as a church. Now, there are people who, you know, we can get a majority of people into a place where their attitude is, we're going to walk in more. We're going to walk in more of the fullness of the Spirit. We're going to walk in more responding to the Spirit. We're going to walk in the Word more fully. You know, And a majority can take us so far, but it won't take us to that wonderful place that God intends for us to have until we all are walking in the more that God intends for us to walk in. Our nation needs us to walk in more. We are the light of the world. We are the salt of this earth. We are the ones who are holding back destruction in this nation and in this world. We need to be walking in more of what God has for us so that we can bring others into it. If we don't walk in it, they won't see what they're missing. They need to know what they're missing. They need to see what, it, what God can do for them, what God can be for them, who they can be when they turn themselves over to the Lord and walk in that. They have to see it. You're the only demonstration they'll see. But our nation desperately needs every believer to walk more in the light of what God has for us. Because after all, I mean, it's looking pretty dark out there. Thank God we're not walking in the darkness We're walking in the light. But it's kind of like, walking in more is kind of like cultivating a garden. You can have good soil. You can have good seed. But that garden still has to be tended. Everything is perfect. You know, you've lined it all up. I mean, the ingredients are all there. But I'm telling you, even when you put the ingredients all together in the garden, the seed's good, the soil's good, it has to be watered. It has to be watered continually. People, there are people who walk away from more because ah uh, you know they just want they want to go someplace that's, that's oh see, just i don't know more of a performance i i i don't i don't under, i don't understand i i see people who are spirit filled believers who are who are satisfied to go to a church that doesn't believe in the in the holy ghost at all and i'm going how how can you back off from the more that God gave you to go to less? Yes. They're wonderful people, but you know more. You've seen more. You've experienced more. Why would you walk away from a place that showed you that to go back to something that's less? Because I'm telling you what, when people do that, they, they lose sight of the more that they once had. They lose, they lose contact with it. They lose they don't have it anymore. It's gone. And it's like they almost never had it. We don't need to do that. And weeds, that's a garden. A garden has to have watering. It has to have continual weeding. <laughs> I don't care how good the soil is. Weeds love good soil. Certain weeds love bad soil, but all weeds, you know, like good soil. They, hey, it grows them as well as it does the plants. New plants out there, they put a lot of weed inhibitors in this stuff. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. We need to make sure we put some weed inhibitors in the soil that we're planting seed in and make sure that we keep the cultivation the way it ought to be in the garden that is our lives. You know, it's kind of like just becoming more skillful sometimes with what we've heard. Take what you know and become more skillful with what you've got. You know, wisdom it's found in the book of Proverbs, and it'll tell you a lot about how to take what you've received, the knowledge you've received, and put it into practice. Sometimes people know a lot, but they don't know how to use it. So we need to become more skillful at what God's given to us. Sunday night, how many of you are here Sunday night? Amen. Um, Brother Steve uh, gave an interpretation saying this, and so I, I actually had him pull it up for me a while ago. And... Um, and I didn't write the thing down verbatim, but here's some of what came out on Sunday night. And I uh, just thought, well, that kind of strengthens my resolve to come back to more tonight because I already had that from Sunday morning. And here's some of the things that were said during that interpretation. There's more to come. All that I've done does not compare to what I want to do. Open up your heart and begin to expect more. I want to do more. I will restore the enemy, the things the enemy has stolen. I'm doing more than you could hope, ask, or imagine. Begin to see, expect, and believe. There's more to see, more to hear, more to know, more in the realm of the Spirit, more land that's yours, it belongs to you. And I thought to myself, thank you, Lord. You know, that's just a confirmation of what you're talking to me about. And it ought to be something that resounds in our hearts that there's more to come. That he's got more he wants to do. That you have to expect. You'll never have more if you don't expect more. You'll never have more if you don't believe for more. You'll never have more if you don't see more. You'll never have more if you don't determine to know more. Bible says those that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. To me, hunger and thirst. Hunger equates with the word. A hunger for the Word. You want more and more of the Word. And thirst is equated to the Holy Spirit. Time in the Spirit. But if we don't see more, we, we won't go for more. If we don't hear more, we won't know more. There is more. If we don't know more, we won't know how much there is out there. But there's more in the realm of the Spirit for all of us. And if we walk in the realm of the Spirit, all these other things just are impacted by it. Every, every, every area of our lives. It just ends with more land that's yours, it belongs to you. More belongs to you.